Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Come on! Welcome, Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Do what, you what, have what, a menu in Santa Claus? What, what about a Shrek, inflatable Shrek with a Christmas hat on? Christmas has gone trashy. Christmas Minions has been Shrek. trashy. What are you talking about? Since we invented inflatables, Christmas became super trashy. Yeah, uh. and the reason why it looks trashy is because during the day when the inflatable is not inflated, it looks like a literal trash bag. Dave and Mahoney. But the song that I hate when it comes to Christmas songs is... Jingle Bell Rock because nobody rocks around a Christmas tree. If you're rocking around it, you're probably I'm... unmedicated. <laughs> Dave, Dave and Mahoney. I spent $1,100 to put in a floor outlet specifically for a Christmas tree in your at Christmas time in my foyer. No cords <laughs> going to the Christmas tree. Did you just call it a foyer? It's yeah. a foyer. No, it's, no, it's not. not. Dude, no, it is. You're the same people that call it a croissant after you go to France <laughs> once. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first, Sam Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news. So you may remember this from bad news, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. There was that story about there being potential lead contamination in applesauce packets. Uh-huh. And it's happening all over the country. And so, you know, people are understandably pretty concerned because these d- little packets are designed for Usually little kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. And many times, you know, very small kids, infants, And so they're going, oh, boy, lead contamination. That could be really bad. How on earth could this possibly have happened? Well, the FDA is investigating the possibility of intentional lead contamination. I'm not. uh, Are we really shocked? Of course, everybody's intentionally trying to do some weird stuff. What are you talking? So 65 young children have been affected. The contamination is believed to be economically motivated with alterations Uh, in the supply chain. To this cut is, costs. This is, man, we live in a world where, you know, I know everybody's trying to fight to make up a dollar, but when you are intentionally endangering, A, the health of anybody, B, let alone the health of kids, your ass should be in prison for this. For no the bottom question. line. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're mad because the supply chain was altered and you're maybe not making as much money as a business, whatever. Or inflation. Whatever has happened and so you're cutting corners. And so your idea is I'm going to poison young kids that have absolutely nothing to do with this whatsoever. Yes, throw them in prison. That is insane to me. I mean, I would say that that is like premeditated. It's like premeditated mass murder of children. Like you're trying to kill little kids. So, I mean, the symptoms... Of the lead toxicity include headache, abdominal pain, vomiting, amnesia, irritability, lethargy, fatigue. I mean, if you can imagine just being a parent and Mm -hmm. giving your kid a little applesauce packet, and you find out that somebody intentionally poisoned them. Sue them and then own them. Close them down. Sue them, own them, and then, yeah, exactly. Some good news today as well. I'm curious what what you guys are doing in this situation. So a a guy who works at the airport in San Francisco, uh, he was on a lunch break, and he decided, you know what, I'm going to get... I'm going to get me a little scratcher. Okay. At the airport? Well, I, or I guess he, he was outside. Must have been outside the airport. He must have left well, the airport. actually, that's not true. Do I've they seen sell plenty lottery of, yes. tickets at the airport? Yeah. Okay. So maybe he stayed on property. Um, but he, uh, he decided he's going to give himself a $30 set for life ticket. And, uh, and he scratched it off. Is he now set for life? He won $20 million. What? So. He did not go back to work. Look at that bitch. 
That's what I was going to ask. Like, do you go back and finish it the rest Hell of the day? no. No? No, okay. you're going to need that money because, I mean, that money don't come in instantly. Yeah, yeah, But, like, if you no, want $20 million, you can go get a loan or something, right? I like, would be like, screaming. No, actually, you know what? I would walk in, especially, we'll, we'll pretend like this guy doesn't like his boss for the story. I would walk right up in there with that $20 million scratcher and say, you. I'm gone. <laughs> oh, well, you know, we do know where he bought it, actually. He was not on site at the airport. Where was he? <laughs> I just saw this. The ticket was purchased at the L&M Liquor in the Haywood area. Hell yeah. So he, you getting drunk on the job. You, you left halfway through the day and you went to a liquor store to buy a scratcher? Sounds like a deserving winner to me. This Enjoy dude. that $20 million, friend. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get things going. <laughs> This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So this really surprised me, Mahoney, when you put into the prep that you had tried something that you had never done before and it paid off because you're the sort of person that is, I mean, you give me a hard time for being a very routine person. Mm -hmm. You are probably much more routine than I am with the things that you do. Day in and day out, absolutely. You go on the same vacations every time that you go on vacation. Yep. Uh, you you go to the same restaurants. Like yep. you are a creature of habit without when, doubt. When so. I find something I like, I embrace it wholeheartedly. Change is not easy for me all the time, and just doing things that I normally wouldn't do also kind of fall into that category. So I had a I had a trip planned to St. Louis to go visit my grandfather. Yep. You know, he lives there. Unfortunately, my dad passed uh, this last year. And, you know, my grandfather's in Columbia, you know, in that area in Missouri all alone. So it's like, you know, going back to visit is is important to me uh, to do on a a pretty regular basis. And since my, uh, you know, we had a couple days off last week, uh, you know, had everything lined up. Chaos strikes, Dave. My crown falls off on, like, Monday. Your crown on your tooth or the uh, crown that you wear just to let people know that you're descended from royalty? Both. Okay. Both. Um, <laughs> crown falls off my tooth. Heavy and the head. It's just, it's one of those things, like, you, you, if you've had a crown fall off, you know that it's a bitch. Mm-hmm. And so I had to travel to go get my tooth fixed from a dentist in another city. And I get it done. I'm there with my wife. And, you know, I'm just like, it kind of just ruined my St. Louis plans. I'm like, ah, I'm just I'm just not going to go now. <laughs> How does it ruin? Because. How does you getting your tooth fixed? That you've you been got planning it on getting it fixed. <laughs> you got it fixed. How does that ruin plans? I can understand, like, the day before, you know, you're going to catch this flight. Like, you're not able to go and get it fixed before the trip. That would be ruining plans. You take- got it fixed. Well, well, I, mean- I did, but I had to take an extra trip to do it. So it's like. I had to change all these things. Well, and you've heard people ask the question, like, what that mouth do? And the answer from Mahoney's is very little. So, like, any sort of mouth trauma, I mean, that could derail well, a whole year of plans. <laughs> on top of that, like, it's just, I was like, I'll just go visit at Christmas. I will go mm-hmm. literally, like, this upcoming weekend, I will go visit during Christmas, you know, just because I'm traveling. I'm already taking, like, two extra flights. Yeah. This is just really kind of, you know, I'm here, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I don't want to do anything. But I get a call from one of my friends. Like two days later, who's going to St. Louis, and there's like three of my best friends in the world who oh, we all haven't been together in 10 years. Have not been together, have all together in 10 years, and they're all coming in like the next day. And so I'm like, I'm literally, big get, deal. I get this, I get this text as I'm getting a haircut from our, our friend Natalie, who's uh, well, your former hairdresser and my current hairdresser. That's right. Yeah. And she goes, You got to go. I'm like, I don't want to go. 
It's like, I, it's like, I mean, I do, but it's like, I'm here. It's like, I got to book a flight tonight, hotels, car rentals. I got to do all of this stuff. Spontaneity is not in your, is but not also, in your like, house. All of that stuff you can do on three different apps and it'll take you seven minutes. But it's still, not that still, And then you, you psych yourself up of like, I've already prepared myself to just stay at home alone, playing video games so there's all the weekend. There it is. Oh my God. You're going to blow off your grandfather. <laughs> No, and your I was three pushing that three best friends that you haven't seen in a decade well, I didn't to play know that video they were going to be there, first off. And I was going to see my grandfather over Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I still would see him. It had just been a week also, later. Also, the flight, man, that you had to take in order to get to Las Vegas is 40 minutes. That's how long it takes you to get to and from yeah, the radio station every morning. It's a three-hour flight to St. Louis, which still you is nothing. You were already planning on taking the three-hour flight. <laughs> but not, okay. But not within 24 hours. I, in, Fair. I get it. It's I get, a little I get bit this, extra. I get this text. It's a little bit more travel. I yes. get this text. Uh-huh. And... They're getting together in less than 24 hours, like okay. 18 hours from the moment I got that text. Okay, well, you, there's, you have access to airplanes. It's okay. And so I book a flight. I book a car. I get everything booked. Uh-huh. And I go and I visit and I see my friends who I haven't seen. I yeah. don't tell. Only one of my friends knows that I'm going to be there. The other what a, two. What a surprise. Oh, what that's a fun awesome. surprise for everyone. Yeah. Oh, so you can, so you can I'm walk glad in, you made in it. dressed like a Coke dealer, which is some a fairly new development. <laughs> your gold chain, your unbuttoned Tommy Bahama. <laughs> So, but I'm glad you got to go. Were they all super like surprised that. when you showed up? Uh, a couple of them were, yeah. And so, did I'll, they just first mistake you for a random coke dealer? Yeah. They, they're like, hey man. <laughs> hey, hey man. Oh wait, Mahoney. <laughs> Start so, doing the. Hey man, you got that? I will say so. Like doing something like spontaneous like that is uh, it paid off because it was like it was a really it was a really great night to see friends who I hadn't seen in like ten years. And, uh, you know, it's just... You guys just sit around and just talk for hours, just catch we're, up? We're just at a bar. Where are you? I had, yeah. like... I'll, I'll tell you this much, because it's like, I don't drink nearly as much as I used to, and yeah. I'm special, but I had, like, eight Guinnesses. Oh, God. But... So, that Tommy Bomb ended up being all the way on button by the end that I did yeah. it. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Every drink, Every one button, one, one down. Button. And now all of my lifelong friends won't talk to me anymore. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to The Dave and Mahoney Show. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Please leave a message after the tone. What was the one Christmas toy... You wanted so badly as a kid. Message deleted. Man, I saw a meme from a guy the other day that said, this year I am celebrating the 38-year anniversary of not getting the G.I. Joe aircraft character for my parents for Christmas. Like, there's just some elusive toys that were so hard to get your folks to buy because even though they were all the rage, they were crazy expensive. And here's the thing about the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, which most people don't know. It was big, but we're talking like six feet big and that's i think the yeah. reason why i didn't i had almost every other gi joe thing i had the entire uh he-man universe i had castle grayskull i had skeletor's castle i had all sorts of gi joe vehicles but the i did want the aircraft carrier but it was six feet long and i in my, hmm. my our house was tiny and it was hundreds of dollars if i remember correctly yeah. a couple hundred dollars even back then yeah yeah and it was uh it was it was a masterpiece dave but i did get a knight rider big wheel Ooh. And that was pretty Ooh, bad. That's it. Have you seen the adult size big wheels that are trying to make yes. a comeback? I'm so I'm like, to get one. Yeah, that, uh, See, I, but I, we're going to roll it. I, and we're yeah, going to hit our head and we're going to have a head injury. That's fine. Is that, we're totally is, worth is it. Is that how we die? That's because how we I die. feel like I'm kind of owed a head injury yeah. from big wheeling because <laughs> as kids, 
the wheels would be made out of plastic. They would split right down the middle on the big wheel. But still, that's not going to stop me from taking it at 45 miles an hour down a dirt hill. The original you know? Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I never like, had you, you never had a big wheel? No. Uh, we Why had, did your parents hate you? I mean, I can guess, um, but yeah, what was your thing? We, we had a wagon. That, that was about it. <laughs> and same thing, yeah. a rusted metal, metal wagon, yeah. and you would just full send down a hill while sitting the, in that thing. No uh, steering. I don't know about you guys, but Mahoney, you'd mentioned He-Man. I remember getting the Master of the Universe, like, shield and sword yeah. for Christmas, and this is where I'm d- definitely traumatized and hate Christmas. Uh, Christmas Day or maybe the day after, I hit my sister with the sword. I was going to, you know, stab her. Well, as and you do. my mother grabbed the sword out of my hand and broke it over her knee. Oh, no. And, and my mom even tells me to this day that she felt terrible for doing that because my big Christmas toy was then gone forever. Wait, how long did you have it before you did that? Uh, not even 24 hours. Wow. I mean, to be fair, it is a sword. Like... <laughs> What, what do you are do you supposed with, to do with it? What then? do you do with swords? You, you hit you people. You stab people. Yeah, yes. you stab people, man. She yeah. was the adversary. She deserved to die. Yeah. Yeah. Please leave a message after the tone. You listener, got to tell you, you guys have a nice, well, I take that back. You need to learn to argue better, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see you in the future. Thank you. Message we don't deleted. argue well? I thought we, we don't, we're not mean. Like, we don't really argue all that much. <laughs> on this show. Like, we, we've been a part of a show where we've argued all the time. And I'll tell you, we argue a lot not more. a fan <laughs> of that, personally. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's not a lot of arguing intentionally on the show because it just seems like every other piece of programming that you turn on, it's just people screaming at each other, whether it's from some political thing or some dumb sports hot take that just right. doesn't matter. I think we have enough arguing in our culture. We just try to have it. If we are going to argue, it is going to be about something that has literally nothing it matters to none of us yep. and it's the dumbest thing we can think of that's the only thing we will that we'll actually argue about who has the best french fry you know that's not like that's that. not a dumb argument no because we all know it is mcdonald's you disagree with that see now here I'll we go you right <laughs> here's an argument right here i don't know the last time i got mcdonald's fries they just had a funny taste to them but mm. overall overall Dave, no for sure but i just they they taste you're, t- you're talking about one-offs the well, exception to the rule it's the last time i had it so I don't like McDonald's fries, personally. I was in a McDonald's not too long ago. Indoors? Indoors. You did you have in? to take a poop? No. I just, just did decided you to go inside? to go in. It was, I don't know. I just did. Just that feeling day. nostalgic? And when to go, was, like, lick some was, of the balls in the play place? It was, like, no, no play place <laughs> at this one. It was, like, 4.30, though. And every booth was full. It was weird. I was like, why? Like, I'm in Were here, they but shooting I'm like, a commercial. Like, what do you mean? No, why? Yeah. The, every booth was full. I mean, there was probably <laughs> 35 to 40 people in there. Gross. Did you leave? I thought about it, but I'm like, nah, I've already got up. You already car. got a whiff of that Big Mac. You're like, what'd you, you got to give me orders? Yeah. Double quarter pounder. Yeah. And with cheese. You get no oh, Well, the double quarter pounder with cheese always can't. You have to specifically order it without cheese. Answer the question. What else did you get? Tippy's nugget. All right. Yeah. Is that it? Sweet and sour. Sweet and sour sauce. What'd you get for barbecue? Dessert? I got an apple pie and then a strawberry. That's a grown pie. man. Listen, that also, pie. that's a grown man order. A strawberry they, shake? Is that what you're saying? No, no, stra- no. The strawberry pie because they only had one apple pie so left. You had, you had two pies. Yeah, for dessert. Pillar yeah. of health. Pillar of health. It was two for three. Two for three. <laughs> that was a deal. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey uh, guys, I just got a job where you know Sorry. I wear scrubs to work. <laughs> And it had me thinking, why were they called scrubs in the first place? Um, no, I don't smoke anything or, you know, illegal. Goodbye. Message deleted. 
Why are they called scrubs, guys? Simone, thank you for looking that up so we can get the actual answer. Well, but Dave, what do up. you think? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, uh, man in scrubs, hot or not? Sure. Anybody in scrubs is hot. I mean, because it just mm. it says the potential possibility for wealth. <laughs> like you are so in maybe. a field where there's a lot of money. Now, I don't know if you actually make it. You might be like an assistant to like a veterinarian Vendec. or you might be a surgeon. But there are know. always, I don't know. You know when somebody works at a vet office, the type of scrubs that they have. As different. a person who used to work at a vet's office. Mm-hmm. I don't think scrubs are ever sexy. Really? You're, it makes me look, you look like you changed someone's bedpan. Nah, That's you, what you think? Change my bedpan. <laughs> you can give me a sponge bath right now. So, you got a job. <laughs> I don't know what, it, I have the answer here on my computer screen, but I don't know what it is. If I'm guessing, it's because you usually scrub in, you're cleaning yourself before before you go into surgery, hence that. But what Google says, originally known as surgical greens, they came to be called scrubs basically because they are worn in a scrubbed or sterile environment. Surgical attire had largely evolved to its modern state by the 1970s. I know a uh, nurse who was making sure that she was getting out of her scrubs every single day before she walked into her house. So she was getting butt naked before walking into her home because she was so freaked out by all of the germs that were potentially like on her scrubs, which is funny. The irony of that exact name was supposed to be because you're clean Mm -hmm. while you're wearing them, but she was getting butt naked in her garage and then walking in to make sure that she was showering and getting I don't like being butt naked in a garage. I feel like you're super vulnerable. (laughs) Feels like dangerous, man. Feels like Silence of the Lambs style. (laughs) Right? It's cold out there. (laughs) Mm. You just hear the door open. You're like, oh, no. No. (laughs) This is Dave and Mahoney. The celebration! Dave and Mahoney. So, Audrey, last week was a big week for you. You went to the courthouse. You got married. Tell us all about it. How did it go? It went great. Um, Dustin and I are now officially Mr. and Miss. Dun, da, da, da. Um, but the most awkward part of the entire thing, uh, we had a kiss in front of our friends. But secondly, um, <laughs> there was no music. We got married in absolute silence. It was the most awkward. To, you went to the courthouse. What did you yeah. expect no, them to like? No, we bust went to like a little bus? chapel. Oh, you did. I you went to the, I the courthouse. Well, we went to the courthouse in order to get our license. Okay. And then uh, we just ended up like going to like one of the little chapels in Vegas, and and it had not not one ounce of music in that entire thing. Well, you got to pay huh. for the you got to pay for the music. You, you, you do to, you yeah, to, like you touch to, tunes. Yeah, you, <laughs> have to, you have to license the music from the fake Elvis Presley, right yeah. there. That was so funny. I mean, I was like, can y'all, because we had like three of our friends there, and I was like, can y'all like start humming? <laughs> Somebody take their iPhone out and just, yeah. you know, pull start up Start playing something. some music, something in the background. But yeah, so we're now official. We're officially, I'm Miss, Miss Tappan, but I'm not going to go by Miss Tappan on air. It's still going to be Miss Tappan? Yeah. <laughs> it's still going to be Audrey Drake. On air for Good. media purposes. Well, that's uh, that, that's that's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm glad that it all worked out. I know that there's, you know, even though it wasn't like the overblown big wedding that some people do, there's still got to be a decent amount of like stress to try to get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, whenever uh, for the outfit purposes, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't wearing something that was like too over the top that I could still like go out in and celebrate with our friends afterwards. We got um, about 10 of us together for steak dinner after. Nice. And um, yeah, I've been hurting ever since. My throat so, hurts pretty bad. Your your oh, husband was telling screaming. me what? I was just like screaming. I was just like oh, okay. woohooing. You know, I turn like absolute woohoo girl. Yeah. So your your husband was telling me and, and and tell me which one it was. Was it the person at the courthouse or the person at the chapel that didn't really speak English all that well? The person who married us. So that was at the at chapel. The chapel. At the chapel. Dustin was telling me he like they didn't really 
get the vows right. They're like, do you want to be best friends forever? Yes. They literally said, will you please be best friends forever? I was like, I mean, like, that I sounds mean like yeah, got, man. It sounds like you nailed it to me. Yeah, man. We will. We will be best friends forever. So I was cracking up laughing. His name was Carlos, and he was so he was so smiley fun. I was loved he? him. But uh, we were trying so hard to be respectful and not, like, giggle. But he English was not his first language. Uh, I'm curious. Did you guys uh, schedule this, or did you walk in? To the chapel. No, he scheduled it. He did, okay. Yeah. That's one of the misconceptions I never understood. I had a buddy who came out to Vegas one time and he was drunk with his girlfriend. He's like, We're getting married. And I was surprised that you can at at three in the morning you can't just walk into a chapel. Well they, they do have what they, about the drive thru? They, they do have drive through. Yeah. I remember like I remember calling all of all around town for him and nobody was answering their phones. And then the next day at like seven AM my phone blows up. They're like, Hey, we'll marry you now, you know. But <laughs> hilarious. I always thought that was the whole point of Vegas. Just walk in and get married. Well Isn't it, that what Britney Spears did all those yeah. years ago? Like just but like, she's also totally cracked Britney out of Spears. Her mind. They probably are like, yeah. listen to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> You're not work. getting married right now, uh-huh. Britney Spears. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. So Mahoney, you've talked many times over the years about having a weapon in your vehicle. The fence post in the uh, in the trunk of the car mm-hmm. has come in handy a couple of times. Well, this gentleman that is kicking off today's Redneck Report is taking things a step further. He brought a sword to a road rage fight. I mean, this is... Um... This is a man who uh, came prepared, Dave. He is being charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. Uh, property damage, $1,000 or more, and throwing a missile into a vehicle after a road rage incident. So the altercation started at a traffic light. But this guy was revving his engine. The victim confronted this guy, leading to a verbal exchange. He threw an unknown object at his car, causing damage to the vehicle. The confrontation escalated. Well, this guy pulled over and whipped out a sword and attempted to stab the victim. So I feel like there's two types of, you know, I mean, there's basically two types of swords that somebody would keep in their car. Uh, nobody has a fencing sword. No. None of that no. never exists. It's either a samurai sword or a, like, comically large, like, medieval-style broadsword. <laughs> and the yeah. samurai sword I'm not nearly as scared of because I know you bought that at a crappy head shop. And it's, It'll uh, probably fall apart on the first swing. But if it's a broadsword, and especially if it's, like, one of those nerdy broadswords that, like, you, this guy has way too much money that he knows what, I, that scares the hell out of did me. Did I tell y'all that whenever I was a kid, my uncle chased me around the house with a sword once? You did tell us that, and that seems like, uh, you bring that up every time we have a sword story. Because it it's, like it's, was, it's trauma. It deep literally trauma. is deep, deep-rooted trauma. I mean, that uncle, I'm pretty sure, is autistic, but we just didn't know it at the time because like, he collected <laughs> all kinds of swords. And, I, like, the fact that he was chasing me around with that, I wonder where that sword is today. Is it still hung up in your house, Uncle Brian? Take it down. Take it off the wall. <laughs> so this is some pretty serious meth head energy. A dude in Florida decided that he was going to walk into a local Walmart and he was going to do some stealing. Uh, not your traditional stealing where you grab some merchandise or maybe some booze or whatever it is and then you run out. No, he decided he was going to take the whole cash register, which is such big meth head energy. Because it's you're, you're just adding weight 
for no reason. It's so heavy. You're not going to pawn that. <laughs> You're not going to pawn the register. How much could you get for a used register? I, I mean, a register's probably pretty, i put maybe, what, $1,500 to $2,000? For mm-hmm. a pawned yeah. one? No, I mean, just like, if you're going to buy, like, how much one of those would cost? I mean, it You know, they'll, they'll give you, like, $4 at Pawn Stars, but I assume, like, you know, $1,500 to $2,000 is what a register probably costs. And finally, you know, around the holidays, sometimes you'll spend time with family members that perhaps you're not so fond of, or maybe you don't really enjoy them. This doesn't think has anything to do with the holidays, uh, but it, it definitely has to do with relatives. A 45-year-old Florida man was arrested on a felony poisoning charge after allegedly pouring Visine on a meatball sandwich that he purchased for his nephew. I love a good meatball sandwich. In fact, I would say that the peak thing, if you're going to go to even like a normal sub shop like a Subway. That's your sub of choice? I like not a meatball, all the time, meatball guy? I like a meatball sub. Oh, yeah. Not not all the time, but Are it your is. your top three? Yeah. Yeah. Italian yeah. is number um, one, and then meatball is number two. Cheesesteak number one, meatball number two. What? Yeah. Okay. Italian, cheesesteak, and something that's not meatball. French dip number three. French dip for sure. When's yeah. Meatball's meatball not sub? in there. Get have, you, have you had one recently? <laughs> I have had meatballs, yes. In a sub sandwich? I mean, that you've is never too ha- hard to eat in Audrey, sub form. You've never even had a meatball sub? I have. You're missing out. I have had it. It's not in my top three. Okay. All right. Well, uh, probably not in the top three for this uh, for this nephew anymore <laughs> after he got poisoned by his uncle. Uh, when confronted by an employee, he claimed that it would only make the victim, quote, Crap himself and puke his brains out. Yeah, that was an old, like, bartender's, like, wives' tale that, like, you get a crappy customer who doesn't tip and is Put a couple like, drops of Visine in there. Oh, yeah, you never heard about that? No, I mean, I knew that you could do that because isn't that what happened? I mean, I think I've seen it on some show or movie, but, I mean, no, I've never heard of that being what bartenders did. Also, Visine can be lethal if ingested, which really? kind of seems weird considering you, you just put, put it in your, eyeball? in your eyeballs. But, uh, yeah, this guy uh, got, to, I guess he had a history of domestic issues with his nephew, charged with poisoning food or water, being held on $50,000 bond, which does not seem like enough. This is David Mahoney. So this time of year, a lot of people have their Christmas decorations up. And as somebody that has not that long ago put the Christmas decorations up, I can tell you it's very expensive. Did you pay? Did you do it on yourself, or did you pay a company? No, no, I did it myself. So, because I know some people who have paid companies to do it, because I and I know that when my new house is finished, are you getting the permanent lights put on? No, I thought about it. I've seen those, and and I'm getting targeted with those ads. I feel like they're going to be dated in a few years, and then I'm going to have to change them out anyway. So at this point, I'm 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 I want to do lights. And I want to do something special, but uh, I'm going to hire a company to do it because I'm not getting my ass on a ladder. I saw something, uh, one of those like bootleg signs out by my Starbucks the other day that was like, we'll hang lights. And it's like, call number. There was not one sentence that was actually correct on that oh. sign, but those are the people I'm getting, who are going to do it really well. <laughs> I, I'm getting targeted with a whole different thing where like companies come out with like forklifts and stuff. It's just kind of wild. You must live on different sides of town. <laughs> <laughs> it's just on social media, man. I don't even know what's happening. Oh, it's way. on social it, ads. It, yeah, it, no, it, mine's it, Geo tracks. Yeah. yeah, no, mine's just some like dude who went to Walmart and got a Sharpie. <laughs> but yeah, the point is, like, if you have spent any money on Christmas decorations and you know how expensive it is, mm-hmm. and especially this time of year, you know, if you're buying them right now, you're buying them at a premium because this is the time to get this them. Is the crunch time. But um, come January, they will be on sale. So this this is a situation that has gone too far. Two teenagers arrested in Titusville, Florida, after a dispute over Christmas decorations escalated into gunfire. 
So what do you like, mean they were arguing over Christmas decorations? So this 19-year-old, whose name is Vance, Michael Shannon, uh, allegedly vandalized some Christmas decorations outside of this guy's house. When confronted by the victim, the, the 19-year-old kid who was doing the vandalism pulled a gun and threatened to kill him. And then things get even crazier. Did the other guy pull a gun, too? No. The 17-year-old female passenger, maybe girlfriend, comes running out of the vehicle with a knife and cuts this guy in the hand. So you're like, hang on, my 19-year-old boyfriend is out there, already has this guy drawn down with a gun, and this 17-year-old girl is just going to come like Braveheart out of the car, like, ah! stab the guy in the hand? Like, I'm so dang. confused. So there's a 17-year-old and a 19-year-old, and, they're, and both, they're together? They're together, and they were the ones that were messing with this guy's Christmas decorations. When the guy came out, I was like, hey, what the hell are you doing? He gets a gun pulled on him. The 17-year-old girl comes out, stabs him in the hand with a knife, and then the boyfriend starts shooting at the guy, and thankfully he's a terrible shot and missed. Drugs. So did they get arrested? The suspects did leave some evidence behind, including a uh, including a grill, and I assume that like... A grill? What meth head energy is uh, happening yeah. here? And uh, the 17-year-old girl uh, dropped her purse. Ah, so good. Didn't, didn't really think this out. Like, got out of the car to do a stabbing, but... Dropped her purse. Brought the purse with her and then dropped it along the way. uh, Leading to what they call a very easy identification and arrest. This is David Mahoney. You know the songs, but do you know them when they sound this bad? These are the days. It never rains but it pours. It's, it's, it's cover your ears on David Mahoney. You know, I love that on a regular basis I'll get sent little... Videos from the internet from people of individuals doing awful cover versions of whatever song it may be. And they're like, you know what? I saw this and I thought of you. Little submissions that get sent in, you just keep them coming. People doing something that was so good, but done so poorly by others. And they think of us. I like that. Sherry, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. So we've got a total of four. You got three out of the four today. You're looking for the artist and the song. We've got 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. And there's a couple lifelines should you need them. Here we go with number one. Good luck. You don't really want any more from me to make things right. You need someone to hold you tight. And you think love is to pray. But I'm sorry I don't pray that way. Once I ran to you. Nine hundred and eighty-six views on that one, so you know, not quite a thousand yet, but we're trying to get there. Sherry, do you know it? That is "Painted Love" by Softcell. There she goes. Yeah, there's been a lot of covers of that over the years. You know, maybe putting it together that it was Softcell because that came out, out. I mean, over forty years ago now, right. all the way back in uh, nineteen eighty-one. So it's been around for a long time. But sure enough, you get a full point. Well done. That sounded like again. I haven't seen this video of her performance, but it, that didn't that give you like one man band vibes. Like they've got like a something strapped to their knees. They're they're playing a guitar with one hand and in then a coffee a shop. Yeah. yeah, like two thirty in the afternoon. Interesting performance. All right, well, Sherry, well done on that one you got a full point here we go on number two this is the least popular one that we have of the day 13 views
seem like such a long 30 seconds, but it did. <laughs> yeah. I had no idea what was going on. I hope that she knows, Sherry. Sherry, you got that one? Well, I can understand why it only has so little views. That That's London calling by the class. It sure is. Sherry. Super two. Sure is. All right, so you can win it right here if you get this next one. And the, the artist that did this didn't even upload it to their own page. We don't even know the name of the artist on this one. It's got almost 17,000 views, 16,800 wow. views. And, again, you can win it right here if you get this right. Here we go. You know, we want to give credit where it's due. I just got a text message. Uh, Vince Neal said that's me. Uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> He's doing well. Yeah. All right, Sherry, for the win, do you know it? That's Last Christmas by Wham. Yes, it is. Well done. Is that what we sound like as Americans to <laughs> not Americans? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that was actually pretty good. Absolutely. This is Dave and Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Dave and Mahoney and Audrey. Merry Christmas and all that uh, crap. Yes. Anyway, just wanted to spread a little cheer around, let you know we love you guys. You're doing a great job. Message deleted. Well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you as well. And um, all that crap. And all that crap. I, I love this time of year, Mahoney. I'm with you. I mean, I know that there's some people that don't get into it as much. And I was kind of concerned because in my neighborhood, yeah, we were pretty early to put up the Christmas lights because my kids just love that stuff. The whole neighborhood now has totally gone bonkers. I it's fantastic. I don't understand people who put up lights the week of Christmas. That's what happened for Halloween. I told you that, right? Which yeah. is, it didn't make any sense. There it's was too one, much work. There was a neighbor that was like, yeah, a lot of people put their stuff up the week before Halloween. I'm like, why? That just seemed like so much to do for so little payoff, unless you're going to leave it up after, which I don't feel like you can really do with Halloween like no. you can with Christmas. Because you're transitioning. I mean, after Christmas... You know, you tri- like we could have Christmas lights to MLK. Yeah, you know that absolutely. is, I, I think, literally in most or in certain like HOA bylaws is how that's written. But I would like to see the Q four bookings for like the all holidays for America. <laughs> like, I mean, because from Halloween all the way until Christmas, I mean, we just as humans shop. You know what? I, Strong I, Q4. When it, when it comes to... We do. We love to spend money <laughs> Dude, like total a We do. It's just like all the way up to I, the end of the year. I don't know if you guys are the same way right now, but I mean, the amount of Amazon deliveries that I've gotten at the house between gifts for you know, the kids or the wife or whatever, it, like, it has been nonstop. Did it you is, see so, that there's now I'm a Dropbox on your Amazon? By the way, for anybody who is purchasing gifts for this time of year, make sure that you are... Paying attention to your Amazon because mm-hmm. there's a Dropbox where it's saying save on manufacturer packaging and to put it on your doorstep in the original the original package which if versus it's a gift wrapped right a surprise exactly yeah. so just make sure you're paying attention to that. So I was talking to one of my uh, best friends is a UPS driver in St. Louis. Which by the way, I get he, uh, does he get paid like was he part of that new contract where they're getting the uh, the fat raises? Um I didn't ask him about that. I mean, he does well. You know, he's yeah. been with them. He's been with the company for 20 years. Oh, so he's probably So he's, he's been a, you know, he's a driver for 20 plus years, but he was telling me on Friday 
He had 244 stops. How is it even possible? That's what I was asking. I was like, I mean, granted, they're streamlined and whatever, but he's one driver in one city. In one day? And he had 244 stops in one day. I mean, even if he's... He's an undercover elf. That, for I real. Mean, undercover elf. E- e- even if he's working for a solid 10 hours straight with no breaks, yeah. you're making 24 stops per hour? How is that possible? I mean, you're just moving. You're That's moving. one every 2.4 minutes. Yeah. I mean, probably nuts. the way that they're hoping is that a lot of them are within the same neighborhood. Aren't the logistics of all of that just nuts? Well, that's yes. why that is logistical jobs and logistics pay so well. Wow. Uh, shout out to all the delivery drivers, too. Dude, this for real. Year, shout man. out to logistics, man. Yeah, There's just, the, I love Streamline. You know what? Just, Thank I you. love it. Thank you, someone else, for thinking of that. For real. <laughs> and executing that. And that's why Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. Hey, I ain't mad at it. Nah. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, guys, quick question. We have left and right shoes. Why do we not have left and right socks? Thanks. Have a great day. Message deleted. Because socks have it right. My daughter, who is five years old, she's got this little Elsa dress that she likes to put on, and it's got these little Elsa boots that come with it. (laughs) And they are... Any foot boots, meaning okay. that there oh. is not a left and a right. They're I just, didn't know just there was such a thing. Slide them on and they have Velcro on the back. I'm like, why don't they make these in adult sizes? You don't even have to worry about it. You just walk over, put your feet in, <laughs> Velcro up the back, off you go. I feel like any, any foot mm-hmm. boots that would look funny on adults because if you look down at your feet, they have like a natural curve to them. I feel like that's where our feet are just supposed to look like in shoes. Yeah, I mean, she does kind of look like a penguin when she wears those, <laughs> wears those things. <laughs> but I mean, didn't you say that your daughter, uh, your second daughter, Olivia, the yeah. five-year-old, she was having a tough time figuring out what shoe was supposed to be on what foot for a while? Yeah, that was actually my older daughter, Sienna, and I wouldn't correct it because I thought it was so <laughs> damn cute. She's going to be kid... out here with bunions, man, at seven. <laughs> You're like, how, how does your kid cute? have the gout? You're like, ah, that's, I thought it was she cute. got corns. <laughs> I would like Mahoney's opinion on this. Is it a good thing that I bought my friend a PS5 that has Spider-Man 2 installed on it already? Because I remember Mahoney buying one of his friends in the Black Ops or Modern Warfare games a PS5. I just want to know if it's a good decision. Message deleted. I like that this guy is calling Mahoney for advice on this because it is so ridiculous. Yeah, this isn't like the old school story that you read in some sordid romance novel that went wrong where this guy's got this secret lover or secret family and he's paying all this money. No, Mahoney just, he's got like a secret gaming buddy who like he didn't tell his wife that he was buying a PS5 for. Like that's... My money, I can do what I want with it. I I work very hard. But you're inspiring the next generation to do the same thing, to have like a side dude. I'll I'll tell you this much. Uh, Hey, you know, uh, if you have a group who you game with on a pretty... Regular basis, mm-hmm. and you know it was causing some issues because the old PlayStation couldn't keep up with the new game. Mm-hmm. So ended up buying, and you know wanted to do something nice for a friend. If I ask you a question, will you give me an honest answer? What? Are you in love with him? Do you love him? Nah, he's a good dude though. Oh, it's they just, haven't it's, even met in person. It's yeah. just well, I mean, you don't have to meet somebody stranger, in person to. To be buying them but a, a very expensive gift. A really crazy thing to me that they have never. Isn't he? Doesn't he live here? No, that's another one. Oh my so god! So if you, if, if <laughs> this you guy, on, he lives in L.A. If you were on the stream with him, yeah, and he said, "Hey, man, do you do you love me?" You'd say no. Uh, yeah, man. I, I mean, I, so you do. I love consider. Him. I consider. So him a you friend. are in love. 
I mean, do you not love your friends? It's a black not, not like romance. a $500 love. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Dave and Mahoney present, Are You Smarter Than a Community College Dropout? Probably not. Julie is joining us today for a round of Are You Smarter Than a Community College Dropout? Julie, thank you for being here today. Let me ask you a question. When it comes to education, how far did you get in school? I made it through high school. Okay. What do you do for a living, or what was your career choice, just so we have kind of a frame of reference here? Currently retired. I was a bookkeeper for most of my career. Okay, well, that's a pretty serious job. Uh, Mahoney, he failed. Well, not failed. What am I saying? He ascended from three (laughs) different community colleges. And graduated from a uh, broadcasting trade school. Uh, Dave, over the weekend, I was back in St. Louis, my hometown, Mm -hmm. and uh, listening to... Uh, our sister station out there, 105.7 The Point. Good station. And I heard over the weekend my alma mater, St. Louis Community College, advertising. Is that an alma mater if you don't graduate from this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight you. That's a college grad over there, and she knows what she's talking. All right. Mahoney is leaving the studio. He's going to a soundproof space where, uh, where he is not able to hear. And uh, you guys can be asked the same questions today. Julie, you do have a pass that you can use at any point. I would just encourage you to use it sooner rather than later if you feel like you need it. And I'm not going to give you the correct answers until Mahoney reenters the room and he also gives his, okay? Sounds good. Question number one. Which Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? Oh. I'd never heard this before. Well, eggnog. Eggnog is the answer, okay. Question number two. How many ghosts show up in a Christmas carol? How many ghosts? Uh, I think that's three. Okay. Question number three, according to a song, what did my true love give to me on the eighth day of Christmas? That's tough. There's so many gifts. That is, you know, eight, I don't know, maids of milking. Eight maids of milking. Which is, by the way, out of all of the things that you could give to somebody, that's really creepy. What are you, what? So many what milking you, maids. What are you doing? Why, why are they you, milking? Why did you have eight maids that are currently milking to give to me? <laughs> also, is that human trafficking? I'm pretty sure you're a human trafficker. How <laughs> <laughs> okay. can you just give someone a human? <laughs> you can't just do that, sir. Uh, <laughs> Cancel that person. Here we go on question number four. In the movie Miracle on 34th Street, what does Susan Walker ask Chris Kringle to give her for Christmas? Hard pass. Okay, we're going to do a pass on that one. Solid right? pass, solid pass. Good use. Here we go, question number five. The pass is burnt. What brings Frosty the Snowman to life? Is that when he gets his hat put on his head? Let's see if that's correct. I think that's my answer. Okay. (laughs) Final question. What is Ralphie's little brother's name in the movie A Christmas Carol? Or excuse me, A Christmas Story. No. You know, I don't watch the Christmas movie, so I really have no idea. Let's call him Larry. Larry. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh young Larry. Larry. <laughs> Ralph oh. and Larry. I mean, hello. Hey, dude, you know what? It kind of works. Sorry, Mahoney has, uh, has re-entered the space. Welcome you can, back, uh, Mahoney. You can stay on the line today, Julie, while we see how Mahoney fares. If you guys get a question correct, it is the Screaming Eagle of Success. If you get it incorrect, it is the Disapproving Pony. Here we go with question number one, Mahoney. What Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? Eggnog. Both of you guessed eggnog, and both of you are... 
Correct. That is disgusting of a nickname, by the way. Never Nothing heard it sounds milk punch tastier before. than yeah. some milk punch. That sounds like something I mean, that you would search for uh, on one of those adult sites. Does that does, does that somehow sound worse than eggnog? Well, historically, yeah. it was called egg milk punch. I don't know. I had it the other night oh. with a fireball in it, and that is amazing. That is a sound. Oh, that yeah. is a sound. Yeah. Give her the tickets. She yeah. sounds fun. <laughs> How do you like your eggs? Nogged. <laughs> All right. Each of you on the board with one point. Here we go into question number two. How many ghosts show up in A Christmas Carol? That'd be three. Uh, both of you guessed four. three, and both of you are incorrect. Four. It's four because it's the it's the, the original jo- ghost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then the uh, the old the old business the partner. Host. Yeah. The, the host. The host. Ghost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ghostess with the hostess. The hostess. The hostess. All right. So both of you on the board with one point. Yeah. See, but both that's a trick question. I, I feel like the answer no, is no, three. It's not. No, no, you got to. You know, you got you to know. You got to know. The All first right. one doesn't count. The question first one's number, like fake ghosts. Question number three. You don't bring anything to the table. You don't have any chains. Uh, according to the song, what did my true love give to me on the eighth day of Christmas? Lords of Leaping. No. No? Seven Lords of Leaping. Seven Lords of Leaping. Julie got it right. That's eight maids of milking. Milking oh, maids. I totally guessed. Yeah. Atta girl. Good guess. <laughs> Always go with your gut. Okay, so Julie, two what correct. What maids milking? You know. I don't. I feel like that's eggnog. One for each other. <laughs> <laughs> eggnog. <laughs> Yuck. Yo, I got a bucket of eggnog. I dare you guys to say that to your wife this holiday season. Come here, girl. Come milk my eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. I'm gonna say it. Mm, question number four in the movie Miracle on 34th Street. What does Susan Walker ask Chris Kringle to give her for Christmas? Oh, pass. All right. Woo. Good pass. I. Uh, that was also a pass from Julie. Uh, the correct answer is a house and or a family. Yeah. That's kind and of look, s- there's inflation now. Julie, you got to pick a lane. You can't have both. You don't get a house and a family. Yeah, that's that's a, way too much. That's a big ask. It's a big ask. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question number five. What brings Frosty the Snowman to life? His top hat. That was right, his magical hat. Both I thought of you it got was his correct. nose. Yeah. Nah, man. I don't know much about Frosty. You know, that originally was not a Christmas song. Frosty the Snowman? Was it like propaganda? It was a winter song. It wasn't a Christmas song, though. So Mahoney, a song I'll tell you, about marriage. I'll tell you this much. Song. Uh, you, got, you got two corrects so far. Okay. Uh, Julie has three correct so far. But Julie got the last one wrong. So if you get mm. this last one correct, you'll at least tie her today and save yourself some dignity. Otherwise, you have ruined the holiday season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Question number six. <laughs> what is Ralphie's little brother's name in the movie A Christmas Carol? Or, excuse oh. me, I just did it again. A Christmas Story. I don't know. What would you guess? I, I man, nobody cared about that kid. <laughs> no, Literally, he's the behind, little brother. Nobody cared. Behind the movie the whole time, all bunched up in his snowsuit. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't Name know. a name. Larry? What? How did you guys what? guess the same name? How did both of you guess Wait, both of you, Larry Yes, too? both of you are wrong. Both of you had no idea, and both of you said Larry. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did Julie Larry win? come from? What? <laughs> How did both of you? What te- that's like telepathy. That's it was Randy. Uh, Randy is the correct name. Randy, Randy, Larry. Larry, Landy, Landy. Larry and Randy are the same name. Yeah. They're the same people. This is Dave and Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Just wanted to say your show's pretty good. 
Uh, you definitely appeal to the younger audience. I'm 65, so I'm not younger. But hey, if you can bring a younger audience in, excellent. Message deleted. You know, people have asked me that before. Like, what is your target demographic? And I don't think it's so much about an age. I think it's all about lifestyle, a, a, a mindset. Like, if you if you are looking for the positive things in life, if you want to laugh and have a good time, you're probably going to like our show. If you like stupid things. Yeah. If you like laughing at farts. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably. I mean, like, I, I here I am. I'm 42. Dave, you're 44. That's right. We will never not laugh at a juicy fart. You know what my favorite oh, part? don't do that. You know what my favorite part of having little kids is? Is that they don't know where it's appropriate to fart and not. And, like, that is my humor. Like, we'll be sitting at the dinner table and just... I'm like, what... What are you doing? And <laughs> they think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. You know, there's a 40-some-year difference between us. Yep, Still, yep. common humor. It works great. So we're thank you for saying that. We're man. simple folk. Here we are. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, guys. This is Sean from Eloy, and you're talking about Christmas movies. You can't forget Die Hard 1 and 2 and Lethal Weapon 1 and 2. Both are set at Christmas time, and Christmas does fall into both movies. Have a good day. Message deleted. I mean, Mahoney, I think you're probably going to be pretty passionate about this, but I, I, I don't feel like Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 are Christmas movies, but for whatever reason, Die Hard is. But they, there is a strong Christmas theme in those. There is one where there is, oh, man. But it's been so long since I've seen Lethal Weapon 1 or 2, but I watch Die Hard every year. I literally watch Die Hard 1 every, sing, every single Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll give... Uh, I'll give the uh, I'll give Lethal Weapon One a chance again, but the thing that messes me up about Lethal Weapon One is that Danny Glover was forty two years old, <laughs> and that's when he was too old for this ish, and he was retired. Yeah, like you're you're exhausted and you're retiring and you're forty two. Right. In what world? Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, Mahoney, as the foremost connoisseur of fine fast food, I was hoping you could enlighten us on international differences. We all know the Quarter Pounder is called Royale with Cheese in Paris, but I heard that KFC in New Zealand is way better than here in the States. Any idea why? Message deleted. Yes, I'm like Ness Mahoney. Uh, <laughs> do you have any idea? They don't factory farm their chickens the same way we do here in America. See, but I mean, I love my chicken just juiced Dude, up. Like, God, like, give me some steroids. So give my chicken. UFC fighter steroids and my chicken. Yes, I want my chicken to look like Brock Lesnar. I, <laughs> I really do want everything on steroids. Yeah. Like, just like watch what happens yeah. to the universe. My yeah. athletes and my food. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, we're already getting it. Uh, Might need, as well just be pumped about it. They need to do more legs, though. If you had, if you had pumped up, because I'm a dark meat guy. I love thighs. I love legs when Dude, it comes we, to chicken. We can't have big-legged chicken. We need some big-ass-legged like chicken. <laughs> but if I you want, want, like, chicken butt okay. cheeks. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, you're just doing squats. So, back to the Royale with cheese, which was <laughs> fa- most famously made. The, uh, the the Royale with cheese, which is the Big, or, which is the, uh, the big Mac. Yeah. Or, the, excuse me, the Quarter Pounder with quarter cheese. Pounder, yeah. uh, made famous in the 1994 film Pulp Fiction. Somebody wondered what a Whopper is in France, or if they even sell Whoppers in France. And believe it or not, a stupid amount of Burger Kings are in Paris, but they call it an American word we cannot say on the radio. Americana, and it starts with an R. So it's... Uh, what? Oh, yeah. It's, Hansel, Paris? You, what do you I mean? mean? That's you like what that is word? what their Whopper 
is called like an American. Mm. Like the R word? Yes. What? Like, yeah. Between, look. What? 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 I, I'm not what? making that up. What, I'm what, Googling what, that. What I'm Paris gonna... names their burgers and what f- the England names their cigarettes will get you canceled in America in a second Wait, in 2023. if I just put that in there, if I just do that, is it going to. Do I have to put American R to, a with hamburger? a Whopper? Hamburger? I mean, honestly, I'll take an American R with a Be on the Dave and Mahoney Show by leaving a voicemail at 833-YO-DUMMY. Leave a message. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. <laughs> oh, boy, it's big. Mahoney over here spreading fake news. What happened, man? I got God, Dave. You got God real bad. Apparently, I it is, but- it is not called a... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> you want to say it, Audrey? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing it. It wasn't my propaganda to spread, Mahoney. That's right. Uh, uh, it's, so here's the thing. Apparently somebody did a very well done ruse. Mm-hmm. But when you Google that phrase, French Whopper does come up. Now, that that put us down the rabbit hole of French Whoppers for a moment. And Chris managed to find what the Whopper slash Burger King commercial sounds like in France. And I've got to say, it is delightful. Go ahead. Whopper, 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 Junior, double, triple, Whopper. Impossible Whopper ou bien bacon, c'est moi qui choisis. Chez Burger King, c'est toujours à ton goût. C'est ton choix. Oh no no that's no! Banger. That's my that's what happens whenever I'm going down like a like a hell, <laughs> absolute hell hole. <laughs> Call or text us at eight three three yo dummy and on social media at Dave and Mahoney. So Audrey, I was doing what you sometimes do. Yesterday, I was on a plane and I had this meme that I that I'd seen that asked the question. Who's not the cops, but feels like the cops to you? Mm-hmm. And the responses had me laughing out loud. Love the comment section. So that's the question that we have for you today. <laughs> Who is not the cops that feels like the cops? And let me give you a great example. Uh, the employee at Chipotle that tells the cashier that you got double meat. Mm. <laughs> you could have just you could have just shut up and not said anything. For sure. And we would have had this moment that would have been. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> they are so proud of that. Like, oh, don't let him get away with double, double meat. meat. Double, double meat. meat over here. You're like, hey, man, be cool. <laughs> Alberto on, on our Facebook said that we apparently, Audrey, are the cops because we brought up a couple of times now that Mahoney gifted one of his friends a PS5 when he hadn't told his wife that he'd mm-hmm. given one of his friends a PS5 that cost $500. So maybe we are the narcs. Okay. Yeah, man. Bunch of squares. What about this one? Also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Mahoney. The dental hygienist (laughs) that tells the dentist all the terrible stuff that's wrong with your mouth when he comes into the room. (laughs) Snitching. I always find the one that, that gets me the most is the bartender. He uses a little measuring cup to make sure it's exactly yeah, the, the one jig. ounce yeah. when they're making you your drink. Just do the count. Just pour it L- in there. Lightly, just, just loosely. Pour uh, one pour ounce it. per second. One, Dave, you probably two, could relate three, to this. Uh, dropping the kids off and picking them up from school to the, the crossing guard. Oh, the crossing guards <laughs> at school. For good reason. Yeah. Do not mess around. But, but they, they I, I've, the never, yeah. I've never met somebody who will more confidently walk in front of moving traffic with that sign. <laughs> <laughs> what about librarians? So, I get, oh, the librarians, they they're known for just telling everyone to shh. shh. It's a library. It doesn't need to be that serious. So, my wife is an elementary school principal, and they have crossing guards at her school, and I was going to pick her up from work uh, last week. 
and there was a crossing guard, no kids, and this is, you know, well after everybody had already left, but the crossing guards stay, I think, an hour after the kids leave, something along those lines. And I make a right on a red, and the crossing guard is just, like, furious, shaking her head at me like I had just committed some ultimate sin. And I'm like, I get to my wife, I'm like, oh, no. The crossing guard was real mad at me. Mm-hmm. And... I'm like, is it illegal for me to make a right on a red when there's a crossing guard? I mean, they weren't in the they weren't in the crosswalk, right? But it, she made it seem like I had committed some grievous offense. That's why they're like the cops. But uh-huh. apparently, you can make a right on a red if nobody's in the crosswalk. So she was she was like a new she, cop, cop. But she was you know just, she mean? was just hating to hate. Mm-hmm. Don joining us this morning. Don, who's not the cops? It feels like the cops. HOA board members or president? Oh, oh for sure. Hey, you not Don. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the president Absolutely. necessarily. The people that go around and are in charge of taking pictures of people's weeds, weeds in their front yard to find them. And they have such excitement in their face when they do it. They're delighted. Yeah, they they're, they're, they're so, smiling while they're taking that picture. Oh. I was supposed to be yeah. on my HOA board. Of course you were. But unfortunately, since my wife owns that house and my name's not on that title, ah, I was iced not. You out, huh? I was not, I uh, I was not able to do it. But on the new house, look out, that is in my name, <laughs> I will be on that HOA. I will be that HOA president. You will. Why do you uh, want to be the, the cops, man? Because I'm going to break all the rules. What? <laughs> rules for thee, not for me. Okay. <laughs> Don, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate you. Uh, going to Steve. What's up, Steve? Hey, um... I'm going to go with that person at the door at Costco that pretends to go through all of your items to make sure you got what you So they, for. they they double get you at Costco, right? Because on the way in, you got to verify who you are with your ID, your Costco card, all that sometimes. And then on the way out... You know the ones that are a little bit too serious about it? Like, like they'll they go through like, moving stuff. Yeah, like checking every item. You're like, okay, I'm not. I love Costco, but they're way too serious with that. Yeah. Sam's Club, you know, they're just like, pff, roll on through. They like, they'll scan one item. They're like, yep, just keep going. Keep hey. this train moving. Steve, thanks for the call today. Uh, Jeff joining us. What's up, Jeff? Hey, so, yeah, uh, somebody that feels like the cops that's not the cops. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my with my daughter. I went to buy my wife a motorcycle last year for Christmas, and she told her, "Dude, there is no one that'll dime you out faster for so any sort of bad behavior." Kid. What do you mean? Did, yes. She wants something that she didn't get, so mm-hmm. she was mad about mom getting something did big. She, did you continue through with the motorcycle for the wife, though? <laughs> oh, you're damn right, I did. <laughs> yeah. I went ahead and bought it for her because I already had one, and she had said to me. How's it going to feel to ride the B word on the back of your bike? And I said, it ain't happening. And so she had told me, she said, well, then I guess you got to get me one. And I said, don't threaten me with a good time, woman. I'll get you one. And so I did. But my daughter dined me out. She ruined it. She ruined it. Hell of a Christmas present. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Tina, who feels like the cops? It's not the cops. Well, I think it's flight attendants. Dude, Dude, that's, uh, yep. The flight attendant, when when (laughs) your seat is either broken or it's reclined one millimeter and you don't even know it and they're coming through, like they will wallop the back of your seat and be like, put your seat back forward. Also, why are you so obsessed with my tray? Like, and whether or not it's up or down. Like, so if, if, if we're landing, and I get like with the tray thing, because they don't want a bunch of stuff on the tray necessarily, but 
They act like if your tray is down during either takeoff or landing, it's going to fly off and decapitate half or the cabin. Or my window. What do you think I'm going to see or do? I don't know what's supposed to be happening out on the wing. Or if the strap of your purse is hanging out yeah. by an inch. Oh, the end of the world. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thanks for the call today, Tina. Or uh, you won't give me my 12th beer. <laughs> When we're flying across the country. I was with you on that flight. They're, <laughs> they're like, sir, uh, you can't have any more beer. And my homie's like, well, why not? And they said, you literally actually just drank all of the beer. <laughs> You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. Not a huge surprise here. Willy Wonka won the domestic box office fairly handily, $39 million over the weekend. And Mahoney, we were talking about overall, the ratings have been pretty good from the critics. In fact, in fact you know, Rotten Tomatoes, which you know, is a site that I traditionally you know, put some weight behind. Uh, the critics said 84% fresh, which makes it certified fresh. The audience loved it even more, 91% fresh, according to the audience. I feel like you can usually get a good balance... You know, I mean, I know that there's some people out there who say Rotten Tomatoes has ruined the movie industry. I don't know. There necessarily- was a little bit of a scandal not that long ago, wasn't there? But Where I they're like paying critics to nah, do something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it was Rotten Tomatoes directly or if it was like one of the but studios, whatever. I'll, I'll say this. You can usually get a pretty good vibe on between the critics and the audience, you know? Because sometimes we see that audiences have a, a, a huge... Uh, likability towards it, and then or then the critics don't like it, and you can just you can figure Basically, it, you if it's like twenty three percent fresh from the critics and ninety four percent fresh from the audience. You're like, okay, there's that's an Adam be, Sandler movie. It's gonna be a big dumb action movie yep. or comedy or something like that, and that's fine. Like the yep. critics, you don't know what you're going it. to get. But when you're seeing you know eighty four and ninety one, that you know that's from the critics and the audience. That says you know this is probably a pretty decent movie. Uh, good enough for me to probably go see. I think I'll check it out. Maybe maybe over the uh, the holiday break. But I mean, Wonka in theaters now, and again, thirty nine million dollars this weekend. I think this is going to make you happy, Mahoney. Maya Bialik out as the host of Jeopardy. Good. Yep. Thank God. And just leaving Ken. It's they're leaving Ken for right now. They I don't think need that, anybody else. I think that they just need to bite the bullet here and like make Ken the guy. Right? Ken is the guy. I like when sure. you think about he the fans, you it. think about yes. who like you know who was kind of the guy who was anointed by Alex Trebek. As well, so it's like for anybody to be able to carry on that legacy, Ken Jennings seems like the guy to do it. And you know, Maya Bialik was fine; she wasn't good, but it just felt like it was forced. It felt like it just didn't feel like the right fit for me. Maya Bialik is clearly very, very talented, and she's incredibly smart and all those things. Absolutely, I like if there's anyone that's synonymous with Jeopardy, it's the most winning guy in Jeopardy ever. Multiple, you don't need multiple. Host. Right. I mean, I get that they were doing an experiment and all that stuff. You know, they've been going back and forth, splitting the duties for a couple of years now. I mean, you're talking about two and a half it, years almost. It'd be a, it'd be it'd be we it'd be one thing if Ken or if Ken Jennings wasn't good. He He's great. Is, he is good. It's like I mean, like Jeopardy James again, amazing player, horrible host, not great. Yeah. I mean, they, they tried a lot of people. You know, even if you remember the Aaron Rodgers days out yeah. there, you know, and of course that probably wasn't going to be the permanent solution for it, but. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, they say you can look all around the world, but sometimes the the right answer is right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And that's what Ken Jennings is to Jeopardy. Well, I also feel like whenever they were doing Maya Bagalic, it felt like they were trying to, you know, do a spinoff of the uh, version of her that was on the Big Bang Theory. And it just felt inauthentic to her as her actual person and leaned more into her character. Absolutely. Um, I didn't like it. I didn't appreciate it. It actually, I feel like, made her more unlikable to me. Um, And Ken, like, well, everyone's saying this 
room. 10 out of 10. He is the deserving champion of being this host. And you know what? I mean, make the decision now, right? Because you've actually got a, a leg up on the other show that's losing their host, and Ryan Seacrest is taking over. So now Ken and Jennings actually has a couple of years head start if you just make him the, the Jeopardy's guy. the superior show. Hands no question. Uh, one of the world's hottest couples has broken up. Who's that? Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny. They split up. They've been together for nearly a year now, 10 months. She was uh, just at his... Uh, I think it was Saturday Night Live that he did not that long ago. He did, and she yeah. was there for it that. It was during the writer strike. He, he he hosted SNL. Yeah, so they uh, they uh, haven't commented on it yet, but yeah, they're uh, they're both reportedly back on the market. So you know, good luck to everyone out there. Ooh, yeah, good luck. Yeah. May we all be delusional. <laughs> Can you imagine like how high maintenance it would be to try to date one of those people? Oh my gosh, both of them. Both of them are both divas, them, which is wild to think that they were even together. Right? I mean, Bad Bunny is probably at the height. That we've seen him so far. I think he can only go up, especially with his new album that he just dropped with references to Kendall Jenner by all the way in his lyrics. Um, And I don't know. It's just going to take somebody to really be able to. uh, I find Kendall Jenner absolutely insufferable. I mean, she's so hot to look at, but she is just insufferable. Absolutely. I forgive all of it because she's so hot. Doesn't matter. She doesn't know how to. She does not know how to cut a cucumber, guys. Let alone hold one. So good luck. Hang in touch. Never mind. (laughs) You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Have you guys been in a situation before where you're out somewhere with a friend and then you realize, oh, they have just hit a wall. We need to get this person Mm -hmm. home, probably. Yeah. Because that happened to me a few days ago. In Las Vegas, went to a new restaurant. It was a steakhouse that we'd never been to before. And there was a group of, I think, four, and then a fifth guy showed up for a little while to hang out. Uh, but there was a group of four of us that just went to this to this restaurant, and it was a steakhouse. And, you know, everyone sits down at the restaurant. And, you know, most of the people at the table, not everyone got, like, a pre-dinner cocktail, like an old-fashioned, or my friend, the one that I'm talking about here, uh, his name is, is is Ian. He's one of the producers that worked with us on this show. And you know Ian, which is why you're laughing on me. Uh, he told me this story. I forgot about it well, just now. It's funny because he may have told you the story, but I had to tell him the story the next day because he didn't remember any of it. Oh, yeah. poor little Ian. He's just a small he guy. He is a little Don't guy. He sort of him. looks, I mean, just to give you a visual. He looks like an elf. He's elf-like. Okay. Yeah, which is very appropriate this time of year. <laughs> so you giggle because you have seen him as well, correct, Chris? I, I have, but now I'm starting to wonder, what do I look like to you guys? Jeez. An elf. No, no, no. no. <laughs> elf. Because the other producer is what, seven foot tall? Isn't that what Jordan is? Like? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so you know, we're out to dinner with, with Ian, and he has a Manhattan. And okay. about halfway through his Manhattan, you he can just tell. He would order a Manhattan, by the way, sorry. Just lights out. <laughs> Like, I don't know what happened. He just started not being able to talk anymore. Where oh. I'm, Did he get like, roofied? I mean, why would anyone roofie? I mean, you just I look mean, at him like and an he's elf, elf size. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep this for myself. I mean, think about all of the elf business. The yeah, the big business that you could have. Toys would be booming. You could yeah, be black market right. toys. So I just look over at him. I'm like, hey, man, you doing right? And he just goes, how's your matter? I'm like, like, what? <laughs> that's actually uh, elfish. Uh, Tolkien's so. from Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's actually, uh, yeah, that is that is elfish saying, uh, another drink, please. And so he's doing that thing where you, you can tell he's sitting there, but he's wobbling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're just kind of, you're like, you're oh. uneasy while you're sitting down. because Doing you're the circle. Doing yeah, a little bit back and forth. And he announces that he is going to go to the bathroom, but not before it happens. No. Dun, dun, dun. What is he it? He poured himself. A large, maybe way too much glass of wine, red wine, Mm -hmm. Cabernet, and he was just sitting there holding it, at which point, 
I guess he squeezed it or leaned it the wrong way. The stem of it broke, and all of it went directly into my lap. Uh, and so I am no. just covered in red wine, and they're my favorite jeans. Uh, <laughs> could you get just it out? ruined. I haven't even tried. It's just... Uh, they, you I know. mean, jeans, you should be able to, like, get red wine out, right? Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. That's not really the, that big of a detail. It was just... It wasn't like a little bit. Or it wasn't even that he like whole, spilled it on whole, the table first. It was like basically directly into my lap, and it was a full glass of wine. Not the sort that like the bartender would pour for you. The sort yeah. that you pour for yourself, you know. Oh yeah, all the way to the brim. Way too much wine. Half so, a Dave, pour. I need to know as a friend, what did you do in this moment? Did you giggle it and make him feel not that bad, or like, did what you in the continue hell are you to doing, drink? man? Uh, but you know what? I've done worse. I actually was at a fancy LA dinner with some record label people, and they bought a bottle of fancy. Red wine. It was like, ooh, we're gonna splurge, and they bring it out, pour everybody a glass, and I'm like, ah, all drunk, talking, waving my hands, and I knock knocked the entire bottle oh. over everybody all across, and it like, like it, it, it ruins the dinner. They it had does. to come change the table cloth, exactly. Like there's no mean? coming back from it. It wasn't a little bit of wine. Had the entrees been served at this point? No, yeah, no. So, oh, so oh. In, in our situation, the entrees had been served. Okay, and so like we're like, let's just get through this, whatever. So you know, everyone's kind of winding it down, and that's they just soaked with soggy red just, underwear, just drenched. <laughs> <laughs> you ring it out. Save it for later. Yeah, did you go into the bathroom and take your panties off and, like, shove them in those, like, weird little trash cans that are in the bathrooms? <laughs> no, so Ian did go to the bathroom, though. He announced, I'm going to the bathroom. Okay. So we're like, probably a good idea. Go freshen up a little bit, pal. And so he goes to the bathroom, which is right there in the restaurant. And then five minutes go by and ten minutes no. go by. And, like, we'd already closed out the checks. There was a couple mm-hmm. people that had gotten dessert. They'd finished that. And we're like, where is Ian? And so, you know, we all get up because dinner is over at this point. You guys left him there for that long? No, we we walked into the bathroom to see if, like, he's doing okay. Did he fall asleep in the stall? Like, what's happening? And he is just gone. He's just in the wind. Yes. And so we're walking down the stairs of this casino where this steakhouse is. And it's just like one flight of stairs that you walk down. And as we're walking down it, all four of us guys, Ian is walking back up. And so we say, hey, man, where did you go? And he looks at us and goes, <laughs> did not know who we were, what was going on, and then just kept walking upstairs. And we're like, you know what? He'll figure it out. No! <laughs> he's in the wind. Yeah, he's yep. a 40-something-year-old man. He'll figure it out. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Then this segment is for you. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY and leave a... Leave a message. Does it seem like we're on our way to completely getting rid of mild inconveniences? That's all these apps are doing now. Eventually, we won't need to stand up because there will be an app to go get us whatever we need. Message deleted. See, but I mean, doesn't that concern you? Because I was actually driving uh, last night and... I was behind a car that said, just get our app and watch how convenient and easy it is. It was for a gas station. And I just remember thinking that it's just so bizarre how we are just constantly seeking out convenience for things that are already convenient. Like you're already going to the gas station. Why do I need an app? It's literally oh, called a gas station. A convenience, convenience store. store. Exactly. <laughs> like what? Like how much more convenient could you possibly be other than having somebody deliver my gas to me? They have those services. I, I love that. I was going br- to bring that up. I'm like, there's actually something that's way more convenient. They'll bring than you that. gas for your car. They will bring you gas for your car. Why? Like, it's not even like if you run out, just they'll come fill it up for you. 
See, at your I mean, house so you don't have to go to a gas station. And I'll say this. Dude, at I'm, a premium price? That. I don't know. It's not I'm, that it's not that it's not as much is not that much higher than you would think. But you would but of all of the things that people unanimously argue about and complain about, it is the, always the price of gas and milk and eggs. I'll tell you <laughs> I'll tell you this. The thing that has you know, depending on where I live at the time, you know, some gas stations a little sketchier than others. I don't like being at sketchy gas stations at all. I don't like the thought of my wife or my mom being at sketchy-ass gas stations because yeah. even as a big-ass dude, I still get accosted at gas stations by people. I don't love that. When's the last time that you got accosted at a gas station? Yesterday. Oh, really? What happened? Somebody came up and I was asking for money. I don't believe you. Okay, but I mean, like, that Literally. just exists in life. No, I know. You can't be afraid of everything. I'm not afraid of everything, but I'm again, when we're talking about eliminating things I don't like to deal with, I don't like Are you telling asked, me that you are He's one getting, step away from Bubble Boy. You're getting your gas delivered? I'm thinking about it. Please leave a message after the This talk. happened, so he Googled if what it's a real like thing. to make out as an elderly person? Like, what if their teeth fell out in your mouth? Message deleted. No, man, you take your teeth out before you start making out. What are you talking yeah, about? Also, right? elderly people love making out from every story that we've heard from every nursing home across the country. My, my, my grandfather lives in an independent living facility, so there are, you know, you, you, everybody's retired. Everybody's 80-plus there. And I will tell you, behind the scenes, everybody is getting down with everybody. STIs are running more rampant in the elderly community, like the the villages in Florida. Man, they should know better. Wrap no, because what, what do you care? What do you, like, again, yeah, what do you care? Like It's itchy, isn't and, it? Not if you just take whatever you're, you take for it. It'll be fine. My Clear it and up. then it burn? Depending it on? Depends on what it is. Isn't it like an itch to burn ratio? Ask, what are you asking us? Like, we're <laughs> supposed to know, Audrey. <laughs> and I also, like, assumed. I don't when, know. <laughs> when you were, my grandfather is 89 years old. He still smokes. You think I'm going to say anything to him at this point? Yeah, he's no. in a war. I asked you him. Can't tell him anything. I asked him. I'm like, hey, do you want me? Do you you have enough? Because I, if it makes you happy, I don't care at this point. You've lived. You know, we were talking about this. The average man lives to be like 75 now. Wait, you're out there like drug mueling cigarettes for your grandpa? Like you're he's sneaking got, he, in a carton he's got, of he's Marlboros? got somebody. Does he? Because I was asking. Because I was guy. like. Who, Who's getting, who's getting you? I don't know who's getting him the cigarettes because it's not me. <laughs> but I asked. He's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, huh. Okay. All right. But if you've made it that far, like literally, he's lived 15 years over the average uh, age of a man that should live. Like, if do you it, smoke do him, got, or if you got him, just smoke him yep. at that point. You know, you're almost 90 years old. Do it. Like, I if mean, you wanted to do straight up cocaine, if my grandfather said, before, you know, my time here is done, I want to do straight up cocaine. You're like, well, you called the right grandson. <laughs> Leave a message for the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime by calling 833-YO-DUMMY. That's 833-963-8669. Dave. Dave at Ed Mahoney. Interesting that they have to do a study like this, but I also think that it makes a whole lot of sense because, you know, most people that are, I don't know, 50 and under that I know spend a whole lot of time on social media. And I'd mm -hmm. say even like an old, the older generation, people that are in their 50s and their 60s, there's still a lot of them that spend a whole lot yeah, of time on Yeah, they're on, on Facebook media. arguing about politics that, and other crap that doesn't matter. There's a place for everyone, but I was thinking about, you know, because I found this story, I was like, this is kind of a ridiculous story. Like, I don't even know if I put this in. And then I was going, you know what? It Social media, as much as people wanted to roll their eyes at it a while ago, you know, I'm 44 years old and I find myself 
communicating almost exclusively with certain groups of people. And I don't know if you guys do this, where like there's a there's certain memes that I'll find, and depending on how inappropriate they are, they'll get sent to certain groups of friends on social media. And then other stuff goes to other people. But that's the the vast majority of how we have conversations on a daily basis yeah. where we're just sharing memes with each other that we know are going to make each other laugh. I have five friends, five people who I exclusively only communicate through memes yeah. with. Like, I mean, we don't even really talk. Like, that's the only way that we have conversations is through meme. And isn't that funny? I mean, like, I'd never really thought about how that has become a modern-day communication form, mm-hmm. but I love it. Like, if, if you can just sit there and just bring joy to your friend by sending them something funny multiple times a day, like, that's one of my favorite parts about how social media has evolved. That's not all about everyone just showboating and pounding their chest about how great their life is. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just genuinely trying to make people laugh. Yep. You're like, this isn't my content. I just chuckled at it. I think you will, too. Let's share a funny. Yeah, man. It's a... Uh, it's a... Uh, it's another love language. Memes. You know, they have... Uh, Meme is love language. Acts of service. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quality time. Quality time. And quality memes. Yeah. <laughs> Words of affirmation and then, uh, yeah, memes. No, the real love language is whenever your partner sends you a meme you've already sent or you've already seen. So you got to do a little giggle yeah, just for them. Laugh. You're like, oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that's how you know you really love somebody. When you when you fake the funk that you've never even seen it before. But there was a uh, study that was conducted by a university that suggests that passive use of social media characterized by browsing without liking or commenting on any posts Maybe linked to social anxiety. Really? Yeah. Well, I like yeah. I like everything, man. Like I'm rolling through. I'm like I don't care. Like I, like you stories. Like. You get a like. Yeah. You get a like. like it's Heart, a to- it's nothing. Up, laughy face. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I'm out I, here just free willy. Just I, like I don't wheeling and dealing. Who said? Who has liking post anxiety? I guess there's a whole group of people that I, that have like a social anxiety and that they they found a connection between. You know, I, I'm sure there's not like a you know causation or whatever maybe but there's a correlation between you know people that have social anxiety and then not they call, they call them basically social media voyeurs well, where they're, they're just yeah they're just lurking yeah they're just watching and not which liking. i feel like that would make me more anxious because if i see you're viewing my story and you're not posting and you're not liking and you're not engaging then you're that's just weirder to me yep. right like yeah. like Post something like, yeah. I don't care if it's your food. I love food pics. Oh my god, post post whatever. I feel like that's such yep. a bizarre thing for people to have social anxiety online in 2023, especially for our generation. I'm 32. It does, it doesn't We've, shock me that people and, have social anxiety for posting, right? Because they're putting something out there about themselves. But just having social anxiety for liking something—that's yeah. weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's I guess it's a real thing. So if you've found yourself being uh, kind of paralyzed by the like button. Just smash that thing. Just smash it. Just smash it. Give it a like. Subscribe. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen. All at the same time. They're everywhere. (laughs)